Happy holidays. <laughs> it's that time of year when a lot of people decorate for Christmas. And even people who aren't Christian may choose to participate just to be festive or perhaps to blend in. At our place, Pamela and I have a bit of a penguin theme going. Festive little cute penguins outside and in. They do look a little bit out of place because there's no snow, but you know, it's the season. Come to think of it though, what do penguins have to do with Christmas anyway? It's quite a stretch, isn't it? I mean, isn't Christmas technically supposed to be about the birth of Jesus? Yet somehow that became entwined with the legend of St. Nicholas. Well, he's a saint, so that's connected to the church. But now he's more commonly portrayed as Santa Claus, who supposedly lives at the North Pole and brings gifts, but only to the good children. And the North Pole is cold and snowy, and hopefully will remain so. And as we imagine a cold, snowy place at the end of the earth, penguins. Who cares if it's the wrong pole? They're cute, especially dressed up in red and green, so why can't they be a part of Christmas? There's a lot to unpack in that chain of associations from Jesus to penguins. Don't worry, though, I'm not going to try. I will leave that to the true theologians. What I did want to talk about was its impact on us as individuals. Because where we seem to have ended up as a society is with a lot of pressure to conform. Why does mainstream society seem to go off the rails this time of year, encouraging us in decorating and spending and trying to make things perfect? Why are we inundated with over-the-top messaging that this is supposed to be the most wonderful time of year? As far as I know, there's no mandate in any religious text, including the Bible, that says this is the season in which we must go all out to empty our pocketbooks, to try to buy people per per perfect gifts, and have perfect family get-togethers, and be overwhelmed by the joy of Christmas. I mean, peace and goodwill are good things, and being kind and generous is part of our having compassion in human relations. And it's okay to get reminders encouraging our spiritual growth, but why so concentrated and hyperbolic at this time of the year? There's a lot of ways to answer that question. What I want to point out is primarily that the net result is a societal construct that is not really fundamental to anything, as far removed from the birth of Jesus as penguins. But yet, it seems to be codified as the season of given, giving. Sorry. The day after Thanksgiving is Black Friday. Go out and spend your money buying gifts on sale. The next day is Small Business Saturday. Go out and spend your money supporting local businesses. Then comes Cyber Monday. Stay in and spend your money buying gifts for people, especially the perfect gifts. And then comes Giving Tuesday, where if you have any money left, you know, give money to charity. And following all of those special days, we are then told to go make a December to remember or some other catchy slogan. So even between Pamela and I, we have to ask permission from each other that, is it okay if we don't go crazy buying gifts this year? Because neither of us wants to. <laughs> However it happened, at some point, this season of giving went into overdrive. I don't know about you, but it often gets too much for me. 
I become Jim, the grumpy monkey. It can bring out the Scrooge in me. Sometimes it seems that all that happens if you give money to charity is they spend it asking you for more money. All that happens if you give presents to little kids as they become greedy, spoiled brats who grow up to perpetuate a materialistic society. And all that happens if you try to hold the family get-together is hangovers, arguments, and food stains. Sometimes I just feel tapped out. If I, don't, if I don't feel like I've given too much, I feel like I must be a bad person and have not given enough. If I don't feel in the holiday spirit, do I have to participate? Do we have to participate? My answer is no, we don't. That can be a radical thought. I mean, who am I up here telling you that you don't have to participate when society and all of the advertising behind it is telling you that you should? Who am I to tell you no when you may have friends and family members who pressure you in participating in family traditions, even ones you may dread, because they're not ready for such a radical message? Well, for one, I have a degree in audacity that I granted to myself. But more importantly, I wanted to remind us of our Unitarian Universalist principles and what I consider to be a fundamental truth. As Unitarian Universalists, we covenant to affirm and promote the inherent worth and dignity of every person. We covenant to affirm and promote acceptance of one another and encouragement to spiritual growth in our congregations. And what I think is a fundamental truth is something so trite we usually don't talk about it, and it is that we are all different. I take it as self-obvious that we're all different. Even identical twins can tell themselves apart. We all have different fingerprints, different brains, different thoughts. Sometimes we're so busy seeking oneness that we kind of forget it. But we are all unique individuals, and we are all different. And as we affirm and promote the inherent worth and dignity of every person, well, that must include ourselves. We affirm and promote acceptance of one another. So you're surrounding yourself in a community of individuals that are affirming and promoting acceptance of you, your unique uniqueness. And that is so powerful. I mean, me, I'm a unique individual. I'm different than all of you, and I have inherent dignity and worth. And so do you, each of you, as unique individuals. And we are all here promoting acceptance of one another, just as we are. I mean, if Rudolph the reindeer were a UU, he'd be accepted regardless of whether his nose was useful for navigation. I find that just wonderful. So if we're all unique individuals and each of our different selves have dignity and worth, if we all accept each other, then what is this society thing that we think is telling us how we should feel? Who are the they that we think are telling us what we should do? Is this really just a collective delusion? as strange and as far removed from reality as penguins celebrating the birth of Jesus? In my mind, remembering the individual uniqueness can be a good way to resist being manipulated by this collective delusion. It's a warning flag to me if I hear someone telling me, this something worked for me so I know it'll work for you, or hear the message that lots of people have found success doing this, whether it's a sales pitch or just peer pressure. I mean, fundamentally, I'm different. It may not work for me. 
doesn't mean there's something wrong with me. My experience will be different than theirs. That's just what being different means. So if you're not in the holiday spirit, if you're a grumpy monkey or if you're tapped out and feeling like a Scrooge or a misfit toy, that's okay. Acknowledge that's how you're feeling. If you're tapped out financially or emotionally and can't give anymore, you still have inherent dignity and worth. You're still in a community that affirms acceptance of you. And I find that just a wonderful thought. Even in those times when I may be scared or worried or irritable or exhausted, yet here I am. I am accepted. I have inherent dignity and worth. And that can be like a rock, a solid foundation. You might be in a bad spot. It may be your fault or not. It may not be you feeling your best self. You may not feel like working on your spiritual growth just now. Yet, there you are. You are accepted. You have inherent dignity and worth. And if you are feeling happy and joyous, that's great. That's a fantastic feeling. You also are accepted and have inherent dignity and worth. I do think I need to point out that as we affirm to promote acceptance of one another, it doesn't mean that we ex should accept all behaviors. We mustn't condone violent, threatening, or controlling behaviors. Behaviors and actions are different than feelings and inherent dignity. Acceptance does not mean abandoning protection of yourself or the community. But you don't have to be mean or rude or try to pass misery on to others like a Grinch. After all, we also affirm and promote justice, equity, and compassion in human relations. Sometimes at social gatherings, if I'm supposed to be happy but I'm not feeling it, I may still participate, acknowledging that I'm choosing to be where I am so that I'm not disruptive and tell myself that this too shall pass. Or I may withdraw and not participate. On more than one occasion, Pamela has had to come find me to join into some event when I've squirreled myself away in some quiet place I found. I am highly introverted and that can come across as weird or antisocial sometimes. On the other hand, I'm just me. I was born this way, as Lady Gaga sings. <laughs> but we can't avoid the fact that our actions have consequences. A fairly trivial example might be that my Aunt Sarah might get mad at me if I don't eat her cookies. If I don't like her cookies, I can choose to eat one despite my tastes or decline the cookie and hurt her feelings. That choice becomes a lot harder if the part of yourself that you have to hide to conform is much bigger and more important to you. For example, an LGBTQ person in a non-accepting family has a much harder choice at a family gathering. Do they hide who they are? Do they express themselves as who they are and let the chips fall where they may? or do they avoid the gathering altogether? All of those choices might have serious consequences to them or their loved ones. There's no easy or right answer to that question and that brings me back to the point that we're all unique individuals and will make our own decisions. Regardless of those choices, regardless of in which societal traditions you participate or not, whether you give up something whether you hide a bit of yourself to conform to expectations or whether someone else gets upset with you, you are your own unique individual and you still have inherent dignity and worth. So at all times, and perhaps especially so at this time of year, 
we need to bring compassion to ourselves and each other for our own uniqueness. I do sincerely hope that you all have happy holidays this year, but I know that not everybody will. And I accept that whether you do or do not, I can affirm your inherent dignity and worth just as you are. And as my gift for you, I would like to offer a guided meditation. It's a simple exercise I use to help me with self-compassion and self-acceptance. I know you're different from me, but I hope you can take something from it. Hello? Okay, here we are. Sorry about that. I'm going to start drumming um, just to let us know that we're going to be using maybe a different part of our brain. But <laughs> so I'd like you to relax, to soften your gaze, relax your eyes, breathe deeply, breathe in, breathe out, relax. You can close your eyes or just soften your gaze. Let thoughts drift through your head. Let them go. Focus on your breathing. We're going to use our imagination as we breathe. As we breathe in and breathe out. And within imagination, imagine you're taking a walk. You're going to go to a place you want to go to feel good. It can be anywhere you would like to go, real or imaginary. Breathe in, breathe out as you go to where you want to be in imagination. Visualize a place where you can find peace, a place that will bring you joy. Notice this place, the details, the textures of the ground. Is there furniture or just nature? Are there plants or animals or other people? Breathe in and breathe out and just focus on this place you chose to be. Is it quiet or noisy? What small details do you notice here? How do you feel here? Content, relieved, happy? As you breathe in, realize that this place is unique. Yours alone. You chose it. No one else has exactly the same place that you do. Let that feeling wrap around you. That wherever you are, this place is yours. Still holding on to this good feeling, continue breathing. Deep breaths through your nose and out your mouth. 
as you enjoy this place that you chose to go. forever. So notice a few small details about this place, knowing that you can come back here, and it's time to return. It's time to arrive back fully in the main hall. So slowly open your eyes and give yourself a hug. <laughs>